Welcome. You're listening to the Community Conversations podcast, published by Blood Advances, a journal of the American Society of Hematology. My name is Dr. Julie Panapinto. I'm a professor of pediatric hematology, the Children's Research Institute of the Medical College of Wisconsin, Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, and I'm an associate editor of Blood Advances. I'm your host today for today's interview with Dr. Yang Cha, professor in the Department of Biochemistry and Molecular Biology at the University of Texas Medical School at Houston. We are discussing her recently published manuscript, Elevated Ecto-5 Prime Nucleotidase, a Missing Pathogenic Factor and New Therapeutic Target for Sickle Cell Disease. Thank you for joining us. Dr. Shah, Thank you today yes. for joining us to discuss your research. We are very excited to learn more about this and specifically to learn a bit about how it will inform what we know about sickle cell disease. So let's begin with the first question. Can you explain first what circulating plasma CD73 and the role it plays in those with sickle cell disease compared to those without the disease? So uh, sickle cell disease is uh, really faces a anemia and a hypoxia condition. And the CD73 is the enzyme to generate adenosine extracellularly and by degradating AMP to the adenosine. It is anchored on the cell surface. It can be cleaved and released to the plasma and maintain its function. We identified the uh, circulating or plasma uh, CD73 activity is induced in the sickle cell patient the plasma and the mice with the sickle cell disease. Thank you. So that's very helpful. Related to this and the new insights you've uh, reported in your paper, can you tell us what you believe this new finding um, will contribute to our knowledge about sickle cell disease? Basically, uh, the follow-up from the uh, observation of the soluble or circulating CD73 activity increased in the sickle cell patient and uh, mice. We further conducted both genetic and pharmacological study demonstrate CD73 is a key enzyme can contribute elevated adenosine in the circulation and subsequently signaling through the specific receptor adenosine A2B receptor and the result is the increased one of the major erythrocyte specific metabolite 2CBPT and by induced the deoxygenation result of polymerization and sickling. So with this knowledge, we conducted a preclinical study to further demonstrate either lock out the CD73 in the peripheral or use the pharmacologic approach to inhibit the CD73 activity. We can attenuate the sickling and decrease the multi-tissue damage and the inflammation in the sickle cell mice. So that, you might imagine, if we're able to impact sickling, could be quite helpful to patients living with sickle cell disease. So if you develop a therapeutic target, what would that look like? For example, the A2B receptor, what mechanism would be involved in actually helping a sickle cell disease patient feel better? Yeah, this is a very important uh, question, and also it's a very, uh, as you know, the sickle cell disease, we don't have uh, many choices to treat except blood transfusion, hydroxyurea, recently has glutamine and a supplement popped in New England General Medicine, so we're all very excited. But uh, specifically talking the sickling, I think uh, we can work on, based on this study, talking on reduced CD73 use of the 
inhibitor of the CD73 inhibitor or in specific target erythrocyte, we can inhibit A2B uh, receptor activation and even likely MPK inhibition and block the 2CPPG induction, eventually block the uh, deoxygenated sickle hemoglobin and the result reduce sickling. So sickling reduces the downstream the consequences such as inflammation, multiple tissue damage will be reduced. So what do you believe are the next steps that may help us continue to understand better the pathophysiology of the disease and that might move forward this opportunity to develop a new therapeutic that eventually would uh, be able to be used by patients? In the sickle cell field, uh, uh, like you recognize, the hydroxyurea is a talking of fetal hemoglobin. Uh, it's a, a long, uh, long-term and a goal for the field to study it. But I think talking the sickle cell itself, it will be really targeted on the pathogenesis of the disease. So in, based on our 10-year work, we feel like a sickling uh, involved a multiple step, and the key step may be related to metabolic reprogramming in red blood cell and the sickle hypoxic condition. So in the future, we would like to still mainly focus on sickle cell itself to use a multidisciplinary new approach such as the metabolomic approach and also metabolic tracing experiment to figure out how the metabolic change in the sickle condition compared to the normal red blood cell and the hypoxia, so we would like to further uh, to sort out the metabolic change and influence the, on the sickle cell condition, particularly focus on adenosine, A2B, and the mediated 2CBPG and the such metabolic change in the sickle cell condition. Hopefully, we can use this uh, knowledge to identify specific the therapeutic target on the erythrocyte. Great. And you talked in the paper a bit about needing combination therapy and mentioned previous work done with the A21 receptor. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means with the findings you now have added? Yeah, so um, A2B, based on our work, is the have the red blood cell effect, which is anticycline by decrease the 2CBPG, decrease the uh, deoxygenation, deoxygenation hemoglobin. And A1 basically is uh, activated can, based on the uh, Joe Linden's work uh, showing that the A1 basically activation can inhibit the natural killer cell, uh, invariant natural killer cell. So with this combination treatment, it likely can anti-inflammation but also have anti-sickling effect. Great. So this is really exciting, I think, for sickle cell disease and for patients that we may have a completely new way to target a therapeutic that impacts their disease in a completely new manner. So I know all of us in the field look forward to seeing continued work by you and your team, and we appreciate the time that you took today to explain the findings in your most recent work. Uh, I really uh, appreciate your effort and the whole editorial board uh, handle our work. I'm very looking forward to the um, future work, and thanks for your time. Thank you, Dr. Shah. You've been listening to Blood Advances Community Conversations. 
Visit bloodadvances.org to listen to more author interviews and to subscribe to the Community Conversations podcast. Music for the Blood Advances Community Conversations was performed by the Art Topolo Trio and provided by Dr. Art Topolo. This presentation is copyrighted by the American Society of Hematology. We thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.